imagine an organization that was funded and maintained by a group of billionaires who had in mind global domination. This organization began with this objective in mind, but it was founded at the end of World War II with the idea of resolving international conflicts and bringing global peace, but it's developed into one of the most influential organizations in the world with power to sway the nations financially, politically, spiritually, and educationally, usurping the sovereignty of nations throughout the world. Presidents, kings, and potentates from all over the globe have willingly signed treaties on behalf of their people, people who have not been aware of what all these things entail. What would you call such an organization? We call it the United Nations. Located in Lake Success, New York, this organization was formed in 1945 on land donated by the Rockefeller family and with funding from Andrew Carnegie. Its charter has been ratified by China, France, Soviet Russia, the United Kingdom, and the United States of America, along with a majority of other signatories. 51 nations in all comprise the original members, joined together in order to achieve the willing cooperation of free peoples in the world in which, relieved of the menace of aggression, all may enjoy economic and social security. What have they achieved over the past 77 years? It's definitely a subject worth considering. I am Frank Goss with Vintage Broadcasting and would like to invite you to walk with us as we consider this topic. We'll be reading from the book, Global Tyranny, Step by Step, The United Nations and the Emerging New World Order, written by William J. Jasper. Some things need to be brought into the light, and we as a people should know the truth. Truth, if you believe it, brings freedom. going to consider something today that we need to understand and get a better grip on is something that is really staggering to me to realize. Today we're living in a condition in America where we're watching the decline of our culture. It's no longer a thing that is done through subterfuge and obfuscations. Today, people are standing up in broad daylight and doing what they wish to do in the view of all of us. Those of us who pay attention to it, we see what's going on. We understand what's happening. Now, admittedly, there are a lot of people who keep their head in the sand, and they don't want to hear what's going on. They don't want to know. Why? Because it causes great concern. It causes fear. But this is what the government thrives on. They thrive on the manipulation of the public by the use of fear. If they can keep us afraid, then they can keep the money pouring in, and they can keep the people submissive. How do they keep us afraid? Well, through the media, through the news, through what they say, how they manipulate the facts, how they turn things to where when you hear them, you're shocked and surprised, or it's a slow-burning worry that sits in the back of your mind. Today we have what is called media suppression. Media suppression is when various media outlets conspire to report news that portray events that simply are not true. This is generally done through governmental control and pressure. Also, it's done through an effort to sensationalize things. Rather than report real-time events, what we hear and see most often are manufactured stories that represent the reality they want us to see, not what is actually occurring. This is a ton done in an attempt to manipulate the population and to keep us in the dark regarding what's actually happening and to keep a slow-burning concern in the back of our minds. For you and I, what does this mean? Well, it means that your government is at work, but its work is against you, not for you. Your government is wanting you to see the things they want you to see, not the things that are true. They're lying. For example, and for reasons the public cannot discern as of yet, 
the media, with strong support from the government sources, is doing all they can to convince us that Ukraine is winning the war against Russia. Now, from the outset, this has been highly doubted, and it was never seen as a possibility. People are portraying Russia as the Goliath and Ukraine as the small David, willing to throw the stone. They're lying. They have the totalitarian leader of Ukraine come to America and give an impassioned plea for financial support as he stood before our Congress. Need we mention that Volodymyr Zelensky is a totalitarian dictator running and operating along Marxist ideals? And he comes to us begging for money, saying we need weapons and we need money. We need lots of money. Did I mention the dire need we have for money? Oh, and weapons as well. Here in America, the media is portraying this man as the second coming of Winston Churchill. He's seen as a hero among men. One college professor wants a statue built of him and placed in the rotunda. He's regarded as a, as a magnificent man when in actuality he is a communist dictator who has exerted absolute authority over the Ukraine people. He's outlawed Christianity and free expression of ideas in public. He has been trained at the World Economic Forum. He is a globalist with a desire for global rule. And who knows what he's doing with the billions upon billions of dollars that the United States is handing over to the Ukraine. Huge historical events happen all around the world, and yet we don't hear anything about them. It's not as if we're ignorant people, mind you. The information that should be disseminated is being suppressed and controlled by the government. The government is deciding what you need to know and when you need to know it and how much of it you actually need to know. We have to ask ourselves if we are better informed as a people than the people in the jungles of the Congo. Is having a mind filled with lies and misinformation better than knowing at least a limited amount of truth? We have to be reminded again and again and again. It's truth that sets us free, not lies. And we're being told by the likes of Hillary Clinton, of all people, that Ukraine is winning the war and we must, we must continue supporting their efforts with all that we can or Russia, Putin, will wipe them out and roll down the streets of Paris and perhaps even New York in no time. Whenever Hillary and Hillary are involved... You can smell corruption, and you, you can rest assured that money is traveling their way. We need to pay attention to how much money is involved and in being dispersed. The amounts are staggering. Anyone who disagrees with the need of Ukraine is an agent of Vladimir Putin. Russia, Russia, Russia is in charge. Yet, Robert Gates and Condoleezza Rice report that Ukraine is losing badly. And these two individuals know international affairs very well, but yet they're telling us that Ukraine is losing when everybody else is saying they're winning. What's going on? Their economy is in shambles. The people are fleeing their countries. The infrastructure is being demolished by bombs. And its mineral wealth, industrial capacity, and agricultural lands are now under Russian control. Ah, the media silences these voices. Their capability and economy are dependent almost fully upon outside sources, lifelines from the West. And yes, their primary source of support is the United States, and we are doling out billions upon billions of dollars to support a communist regime 5,000 miles away. Now, here we have two individuals who have, been, who have been in the seats of highest power in the land. You have Bob Gates and Condoleezza Rice, Secretary of State, and Bob Gates, of course, was the director of the CIA under George, under George Bush. But now, I will say, uh, with noted fact, that the CIA is not somebody you can trust. And these are two serious-minded individuals, though, who see the landscape with far greater clarity than you and I do. They know what's going on. They have the inside scoop. They have inside connections. And they're telling us that Ukraine is in the throes of defeat, an absolute collapse. And yet, 
we continue throwing billions of dollars. But wait, we have to stop and consider the entire picture. Didn't Hunter Biden have some illicit dealings in Ukraine with Burisma? And didn't Joe Biden have some sort of quid pro quo agreement with the leaders in the Ukraine? Huh. What we're being told by Bob Gates and Condoleezza Rice is exactly opposite from what the media is parroting. Ukraine is losing. They're losing people, the nation, their mineral rights, their land. Why would these two individuals support Putin in such a way? Should we not have been made aware of this before Mitch McConnell, the Senate Minority Leader, signed off on a $1.7 trillion aid package, giving money to Zelensky and his wife? No, we didn't know these things. We should have known, but we didn't have any way of knowing due to the media suppression of the news. They're not telling us what we need to know in order to make informed decisions. And the sad thing is, we depend on the media to keep us informed. This is very much akin to Nancy Pelosi's way of putting a bill up for a vote that is so filled with pet projects and telling Congress that they need to sign it so they can get to know what's in it. It was not unusual for her to present a 4,000-page bill and say we will be voting on this tomorrow. The media cannot tell us things that we need to know for one reason, is that they're under the control of the Marxist Democrats. They are being manipulated and guided. Ukraine is not the only war that that we've been lied to about. Nary a word has been said about the war in Mexico. What you may not know is that while you're hearing all about Ukraine, there is a full-blown civil war taking place 20 miles south of San Diego. Have you not heard about that? Parts of Mexico are literally being ruled by the Mexican cartel. And drug lords even hold enough power that they can control air traffic in Mexico. Over 150,000 people have died in this war thus far. But you don't hear anything about that. 150,000 people dead. Why don't we hear about this? Well, the Marxist Democrats control the media, and they don't want you to know about these things. Why? It would create too much fear and cause things to be redirected. They have a good deal going in Ukraine. That's why. Do you realize that 150,000 dead represents more than three times the deaths that the United States incurred in Vietnam? Yet not a war, not a word from the compassionate, caring media. Why? Because they're instructed not to address these issues. It's all part of the bigger picture, you see. We, have to, we literally share a 2,000-mile-long border with Mexico. Could this be a cause of concern? Could the war spill over into, Texaco, uh, into Texas and Arizona? What about national safety? We don't hear about this because those in power do not want you to hear about it. We say border as if it means nothing because under Joe Biden, it does not mean anything. Under Biden, we had no borders. Joe Biden on January 8, 2023, visited El Paso, and not one word was mentioned regarding the Civil War in Mexico. The streets that had been littered with homeless were cleaned up, and when Biden visited, he saw nothing of the reality of life in that area. It's a very real and present danger to those living along the border. American lives are being threatened, and it's a war that will eventually spill over into the United States. But does Biden care? Well, right now, no. Why would he? It's part of the picture. It's part of the events that need to take place. He's allowing these things, and he's instructing the media to be quiet. Well, you say, well, it's somebody behind him. No, Joe Biden is the leader of the United States of America. Well, let's look overseas to Europe. What's going on over there? There's social unrest erupting in Paris. People are starving, and the economy costs are skyrocketing, and the energy costs are skyrocketing. Millions are marching in protest. 
This is all being caused due to the implementation of the climate change requirements. The government is choking off the people. They're breaking the back of the middle class. The West is in turmoil. Shouldn't we all know about this? We have so many problems here at home. we got Mexico to the south of us at war. Inflation is tearing at the heart of the middle class in America. And we're sending billions of dollars to a country at war and have no idea where that money is going. We're propping up a Marxist global totalitarian government with our tax dollars, and we're not being given any information about what's going on. We have to ask why. Why are we supporting Vladimir Zelensky's Marxist government instead of Putin? Both regimes are evil and antithetical to freedom and liberty. Why are we regarding Zelensky as a hero in the cause of freedom and liberty when he's already established himself as a dictator and is setting up an authoritarian government? Why are we throwing billions of dollars into Ukraine while our southern borders are being threatened and raided while Mexico is at war? Why are we ignoring what's going on in Canada and concentrating all of our efforts way across the seas, far away from our homeland? Are we being gaslighted? We have to see things in light of history. And if you read properly, you'll see that the Marxists are on the move. And, and this is how they move. This is how they operate. One of the key and critical parts of warfare is the cutting off of communication. It's one of the first major steps in any battle. Shut off the flow of information. Control it. Manipulate it. Twist it. And in many, many cases, just don't report it. Keep the enemy as ignorant as possible. This is classic warfare. One problem is, with this scenario, you and I are seen as the enemy. The government has breached our trust. Tyranny is in full bloom. And rather than the government fearing the people, they're telling us and showing us that it's we, the people, who should fear them. The idea of a constitutional republic is not being dismantled. It has been dismantled. It is being ignored. It is absolutely unrecognizable today. This has not been done under Joe Biden and Barack Obama alone. This is a long-term program that is finally reaching a climax. Let's take a look now at Brazil, to the south of us. What's going on down there? Brazil is perhaps the most important nation in the South American areas. It was the last bastion of conservatism, of conservatism on the continent. Today, a convicted felon has been placed at the head of the government as president. He was placed there through a thoroughly corrupt election process. And this is well known. And the people are standing in protest. Yet, he has the full support of Joe Biden and Xi Jinping of China. He is moving as fast as he can, this new dictator, to institute a Chinese-style dictatorship. And the United States? Well, they're supporting this guy. They're behind him. The people, they're up in arms and they're protesting. What we're being told about this protest is that it's akin to the January 6th episode that was staged in Washington in 2020. Now, it must be noted that this is what we're being told by the media, the Marxist media. This present administration is seemingly bent on the destruction of the American way of life, and they have no, de no desire to see the idea of a constitutional republic supported anywhere in this hemisphere. We're hearing what they want us to hear, and what we are hearing is extremely biased and limited. Mexico, Ukraine, France, Germany, Brazil, Canada, Davos and the World Economic Forum, Obama, Gates, billions upon billions flowing into Ukraine, we hear minute bits of information that is actually misinformation. Ukraine is losing in a major way. But where is that money going? And then we have to ask again, didn't Biden have some sort of arrangement with the Ukraine?
a quid pro quo of sorts. And then, of course, there's his son, Hunter. We have to consider that. Rest assured of this, when there is war, money flows freely through the Democrat hands. They were starved out under Donald Trump. The production of war capital was capped off in 2016, and it remained capped for four long years. Today, to the relief of the Washington elite, $100 billion has already passed through the Marxist Democrat legislature. This money is like rain on dry ground. Primarily, it serves the purpose of greasing the skids on the D.C. Beltway ruling class. The Marxist Democrats are delighted. The adults are now in charge, aren't they? Some people are getting incredibly rich during Russia's death march through Ukraine. The Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, is riding the wave, and the elite, well, they're smiling again. To them, it's morning time in America. Let's turn now and consider who actually is forcing the media into their mold. As you know, it takes money to produce the news. Lots of money. The same applies for internet outlets and cable outlets. Money is needed in large, large sums. To fund a war effort in Ukraine, we're being told the need is urgent, critical, and absolutely necessary. We do not want Putin threatening Europe, do we? But where does all this money come from? Check your pocketbook. Check your savings account. Check your children's college tuition. I was in a grocery store the other day speaking to the owner. And I asked him what is going on with the price of eggs. Three dozen eggs that two years ago sold for $1.50 now cost over $12. The money is coming out of your pocket. To get at the money, we the people have to be convinced that there exists a true need so we're being told what the government wants us to hear. It's much akin to uh, Barack Obama telling us, if you like your insurance, you can keep it. Hundreds of billions of dollars is needed to fund a war 5,000 miles away that has no national impact on the security of the United States. Mexico, on the other hand, is burning and the cartel is killing thousands upon thousands of Mexican citizens, shooting our border guards and making their fortunes and building their fame through the trafficking of people. The difference? Mexico is on our border. They're in our backyard. And this war is about to jump the fence and become our problem. It's a real problem, one that can't be manipulated in turn to benefit the Marxist Democrat cause here in America. So, if you're digging for gold, you have to go where the gold can be found. Keep the focus on Ukraine. The media has its mandate. And that is exactly what they're doing. They're following right along. The news you receive today is filtered and then refiltered and guided to meet the aspirations and desires of certain political interests. Each of these owners have strong and deep political ties which are tied to their financial interests, those who control and own media. Theirs is a symbiotic relationship to the government. If you do this, somehow good things will manage to flow into your direction, things that will benefit you and your business. The government's willing to make a deal, a deal that you simply can't refuse. There are actually 232 media executives who control the informational diet of over 350 million Americans. Now imagine that a small number of super-powerful, highly wealthy elites, mostly U.S.-based transnational media corporations, control the information that the world hears. The implications of the impact on politics is clear. And the, al the alterations it is having in our culture is clear. The depth of their influence is incredible. It begins with the toddler all the way through from the cradle to the grave. It leads our culture in whichever direction they choose for it to go. 
The media is the one who creates celebrities. They build up reputations of politicians. They make men appear to be heroes, men of valor, men who are corrupt to the core. They can also rip apart a man, tear up his reputation, destroy his family, ruin his career, and crush his business. And they do this under the direction of the mighty hand of the government. In a lawsuit that is presently being heard in the state of Louisiana, the Louisiana Attorney General, Mr. Jeff Landry, is bringing out facts that reveal the United States government has been forcing media outlets to suppress or censor various individuals. They're bringing forth this information, and it's known by many to have dangerous side effects and that many are suffering and then dying as a result. They're talking about the COVID-19 vaccine and the danger that it is to the American public. The side effects are killing people. The damage that has been done is incredible. And yet, you're not allowed to talk about that. That is being suppressed and put down. The exact words of Mr. Jeff Landry are these. The White House is not suggesting certain people be silenced. They're outright demanding that this be done. It's also been revealed that Pfizer, along with the Biden administration, colluded to pressure Twitter, a huge social media outlet, to censor people who were speaking out against the vaccine's efficacy and warning of potential dangers. A lot of money was at stake here. This effort was headed up by a guy named Scott Gottlieb, who is the head of the Federal Drug Administration and a board member of Pfizer. Now, seriously, think about it. There may have been, perhaps, maybe, a tremendous, enormous, unbelievable financial incentive that motivated Gottlieb. But we, we can't be sure without the facts, right? The go-to guy at Twitter, it turns out, was a guy, a senior lobbyist in Washington that was working for Twitter. His name is Todd O'Boyle. He is the guy people turn to in order to get people censored, particularly people from the White House wanting to censor those outside of the White House. When the evidence began to pour in, it was apparent that the vaccines were causing a great deal of physical distress, even death among millions who took the shot. But the White House took greater steps to ensure that all negative information was quashed. It had to be suppressed. So the media has to suppress this information, and they did so dutifully. So who's in power behind the suppression? Is it hard to reach a conclusion? After a stolen election, erase emails, Russia, 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 a double standard in the application of laws, open borders, Barack Obama, and the corruption of Joe Biden, is it hard to reach a viable and reasonable conclusion? The White House. What we're witnessing is a total remake of society by the Marxist mind. It is through the allowance of Joe Biden, but it's well recognized that Barack Obama's pulling the strings, and we don't really know who's pulling his strings. Obama is the intelligence behind this, and Biden, well, he's the stooge. These are wicked men who are not interested in the well-being of the American people or the American ideals. They have bank accounts that are busting at the seams. They walked into the White House, meager men of means, and they walked out multi-multi-millionaires many times over. They have an agenda that is moving like a bulldozer through the American culture, much like Mao moved through China in the 1960s. The only thing missing today are the armed patrols and the boots of soldiers clapping against the inner pavement in our cities and towns. Look at the world around you today. Today. Consider it today. Western Europe is in turmoil. Germany and France. South America is in turmoil. Brazil has capitulated to a felon, a, a true Marxist, as president in a totally false election. Canada is in turmoil, being run by a woke, communist, World Economic Forum globalist. Mexico is in turmoil. Civil war is being battled in Mexico. 
Russia is in turmoil, as is Ukraine. Iran is threatening to do us harm. North Korea is rattling its saber. The world, it seems, is a powder keg. I recently read a book where a man said, you'll be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. Now see to it that you're not frightened by this, for these things have to take place, but it's not the end. Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom will come against kingdom. And in various places, there's going to be famine and earthquakes. But these things are just the beginning of the birth pains. Do you think all these things are happening independently of one another? Do you think that this is some sort of great cosmic coincidence? Recall that the money men of Davos, Switzerland, Bill Gates, Henry Kissinger, and many others are pushing for a true revolutionary global change. One entitled, The Great Reset. Be there or nothing, or to be happy. Nothing happens by accident. These men, all these great and mighty and unbelievably wealthy men, they believe they're in charge. They're going to be in for a surprise. Hello, this is Frank Goss with Vintage Broadcasting. It's been a distinct privilege to provide for you, our listeners, a fact-filled historical perspective on public education in the United States through our podcast, John Dewey's Dumb Down of the American Mind, as well as considering the definite decline we're facing in our culture with global Marxism from the top down. The research and the facts are quite revealing, and in many cases, stunning. If you or your organization would like us to speak to your group, please contact us at vintagebroadcasting2020 at gmail.com. That's vintagebroadcasting2020 at gmail.com. Or call 606-776-3845. That's 606-776-3845. We appreciate your participation, and thank you very much. again as we continue with our series Global Tyranny Step by Step. This is Frank Doss with Vintage Broadcasting. Have a good day. Come on, Sergeant.